Hi, my name is Natasha Wright, and you are tuned in to Event Gems, where I will discuss all things event related and take a deep dive into creating concepts, marketing, and execution for your next biz event. My goal is to bring you industry experts who can help you properly monetize and effectively strategize so that you can make your business shine. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Event Gems. My name is Natasha Wright. Chief Experience Officer at the Diamond Butterfly, and today I am joined by my featured guest, Audra Richmond. Audra Richmond is a marketing and launch strategist, and she's basically someone you go to when you're ready to scale your business and make more money. So please welcome Audra Richmond. Audra, thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. So Audrea, tell us a little bit about your background and how it is that you got started with Unclone Marketing. So Unclone Marketing pretty much came about, let me go back, right? So Mm -hmm. prior to getting into marketing, I was a professional photographer and graphic designer. Mm -hmm. And I was doing that for quite some time and I did okay. But it seemed like every business I would start, it would always fail. Like I'll get a little business and then I'll be like, okay, well, that business must not be a good business. Let me get into another business. So I would start a business, end a business, start a business, end a business. And I was like, I'm a pretty creative person. It can't be these businesses. Like what is the common denominator and why things aren't working? Mm -hmm. So like most entrepreneurs, we start a business and we want our immediate friends and family to support us. And I, w- I noticed that was my trend. So every time I start a business, I'll tell my friends and family. And when the sales will stop, I would think it was a bad business, not knowing that I needed to expand and diversify my marketing. And so I decided to really get into marketing because I was like, that's why my businesses are failing. These weren't bad ideas. I just wasn't reaching enough people. And so I decided to really get into marketing and double down and learn and really understand it. And the first year that I learned marketing, I made over six figures. And I was like, okay, like how go from making twenty, thirty thousand dollars a year to over six figures? And it was because I really took the time to understand marketing. And then once I understood it, I said, okay, I want to teach everybody. I want to teach everybody marketing. I want no more small business owners to feel like their idea is trash. When it's all it is, is just marketing. You're not reaching and getting in front of enough people. Mm-hmm. So basically what you're saying then is a, the common denominator for making a business successful is your marketing strategy and your marketing plan, right? And so that's what you teach Absolutely. business owners how to do is to how to market their business and how to launch their business in, in order for them to scale. Um, and so I wanted to get into uh, talking a little bit more about that marketing process or marketing strategy mm-hmm. more specifically as it relates to events so can you walk us through what that process would be for someone who they are a business owner um, and so one part of their marketing strategy is to produce events right mm-hmm. and to get more brand awareness and um, and to bring more customers into their businesses so can you walk us through what that process that marketing process would be like for someone who wanted to use events as a marketing strategy yes so with marketing, it does. Well, a lot of times people always think that marketing is different for their industry, and it's mm-hmm. not. Marketing mm-hmm. is the same across the board. So because we're talking about events, events is all about getting butts in seats, right? right? So how many people can we get to the event? There are so many factors that go into consideration before you even need to develop a marketing plan. Mm-hmm. So is this event going to be free? Is it going to be paid? Is it going to be online? Is it going to be offline? Um, are we, is the venue was, or do we need to pay for the venue? What needs to be paid up front to secure the date? 
Once we secure the date, what other vendors do we need, right? So all of those things have to be considered before you even think about the marketing. Then once you decide on who you want to be at your event, who you want, who you want to come to your event, then you need to think about, well, where are these people hanging out at? Who can I collaborate with, partner with, so on and so forth. The traditional channels of marketing, people normally do PR. They normally do, um, you know, radio ads, right. things like that. If it's a local event, mm-hmm. um, if it's an event where you want people to come in from all over the world, um, you definitely going to have to ramp up your advertising because you need to be able to, people need to know in other cities that you are coming right? Mm -hmm. That's where your TV ads and your Facebook ads and your Instagram ads and all of those things come into play. Mm -hmm. Another, another underutilized strategy that I don't see a lot of events people doing is creating Mm -hmm. content, just Mm -hmm. going live and creating live stream content or creating um, pre-content to get people excited about the event, Um, creating tools and resources for their guests. Most event people just create an event, throw the tickets out and be like, come and holler at me. And I'm like, <laughs> that is not how it works. Right. So, <laughs> so you know, I, I feel like if you want to properly market your event, you obviously need way more time. I see a lot of people wait to the last minute to start marketing, to sell tickets. Mm-hmm. And let's just say you have an annual event. At that event, you need to be selling tickets for the next year, mm-hmm. especially if you know you're going to be doing it. Exactly. So there's a lot of tactics and strategies that you can do. But for the most part, I don't see a lot of people mastering advertising and I don't see a lot of people mastering content creation. Okay. And then, so I know for a lot of people who might be event producers, you know, you might go on Facebook and you say, okay, well, I'm going to boost this post, right? Do you recommend they boost the post or what are some things that they should be doing when they're advertising online? Don't hit that blue button. Okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Stay away from the blue button. (laughs) Don't hit the blue button. Unless you have the perfect audience and you know for a fact that they buy and so on and so forth. Now, I will say this. The blue button has gotten gotten better, okay? It Mm -hmm. has advanced over time. Mm -hmm. Um, But for the most part, you definitely want to go into the Facebook ad manager because you have so many more options. You can pick zip codes. If you know that your event is going to be in a certain area, you can say, hey, I want to target 20, 30 miles outside of the zip code to find Mm -hmm. people who can come to my event. Or if you know that your event is going to be in Atlanta, as an example, Mm -hmm. you may want to target North Carolina or South Carolina. You might want to target Alabama, Mm -hmm. Nashville, Memphis, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. all of the cities where people would actually drive to your event. And so the only way to do that is to be able to say, okay, I want to target people in New Orleans. I want to target people in Nashville, so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. And so you don't have that kind of capability with the blue button. You also can go down to interest. You know, if your event is about fashion, then maybe you need to find people who are into fashion. They Mm -hmm. might like other fashion brands. Or if you're trying to get a more mature audience, you can say, hey, Facebook, only show my ads to people who are 30 plus or 40 plus or 50 plus, however you want to do it based on your event. So you have way more targeting options and features than you would have if you just utilize this blue button. Right. Okay, that's great. Um, And then the other thing when you're talking about event producers actually creating content beforehand. So then are you saying then that that content should also be used when you're doing your online marketing as well? Okay. Absolutely. Okay. All right. So that's great. One of the things that I've seen Essence Festival do one year that I thought was cool, um, you know, when you come to Essence Festival, you have to have like a clear bag. You can't Mm -hmm. bring like a regular purse. Mm-hmm. And they were there. They literally had like a resource guide, like, hey, things you need to know before attending 
you know, Essence Festival. So if I had never been, this would be great for me. And if I'd been coming and I needed to know and refresh myself, it was a mm -hmm. great resource. So right. things that would amplify and and be better for the for the attendee. Because mm -hmm. a lot of the times that you know, it's this assumption that people should know that. Right. Never assume that people know stuff. Just be a resource. And when you be a resource, people will definitely appreciate that more. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's great. Um, and especially maybe even on the event registration page, you could put up a FAQ. And so let people right. know, like, what are things that they can expect or what is not allowed or what is allowed. Yes. Right. Yes. Um, and just provide them with that additional information. Uh, but I just wanted to touch on one last thing around creating content before the event or pre-event content. Um, how is How do you create that content? Right. Because there's a thin line between like giving too much away before the event and still wanting people to come in and experience the information that, that you want to give, right? So so how do you deal with that when you're doing maybe um, releasing content, uh, maybe for information about the event or releasing or maybe doing interviews with speakers? How do you um, mitigate that thin line? I think the best thing to do is, I feel like if you are afraid of doing that, then mm -hmm. what are you going to be really talking about at the event? You mm -hmm. know what I mean? So you should be able to pull out a very small piece. You know, let's say you got a keynote, mm -hmm. you might want to talk about one talking point and then okay. leave the rest of the talking points for the actual event. Okay. Or let's say you might give a beginner version for your pre-content and just mm -hmm. say, we're going to go deeper at the event. Or you might say, hey, I'm going to give you three strategies, mm -hmm. but this is three of 20. When okay. you come to the event, I'm gonna give you 20. So it's kind of like teaser content, like, right. oh, okay. Oh, she dropping nuggets. <laughs> oh, that's fire. Because you want to think about it. If you can give your attendees a win before they even come, yeah, you already know it's gonna be amplified when you actually get to the event. Exactly, exactly. Okay, so that's great. So one of the other things about like being able to get butts in the seats is around branding, right? I think that that's so important for yes. um, for an event is really good branding. You have a lot of people, they have really good flyers, right? Um, but then when you get to the event, that is not consistent across the board. So right. let's talk about how do we have consistency with branding from the point of whether it be your, your flyer, your event page, and bringing that brand in all the way through to the actual event and after. Can you talk about what that process might be and how small business owners can develop that, that branding strategy for themselves? Okay. So there's a lot of strategies. Mm -hmm. So the first thing you want to do is create a branding event style guide. Mm -hmm. Your branding event style guide should have the event logo, any event colors, and any event brand elements. So this could be um, different um, you know, characteristics like patterns and elements and icons, things that are going to be very consistent throughout the entire experience. Mm -hmm. So, and then you want to have more than one flyer. You should mm -hmm. have a flyer for every speaker. You yeah. should have a, a general flyer that encompasses all speakers. Mm -hmm. You should have some flyers that don't have people on it, period. Mm -hmm. um, you should also make sure that your, your event website is a representation of what I've seen on the flyer. Right. I don't want to, like you said, I don't want to see an amazing flyer and then get to a trash website. Right. <laughs> so, and then on top of that, when I get to your event, that branding and that color and that consistency should still be consistent when I get to the event. What mm -hmm. does my badge look like? What does my event guide look like? Or my booklet, if I'm even going to get one? Mm -hmm. um, what do the banners and the resources look like in there? Is there proper signage um, mm -hmm. at your event? It's been, it's been times where I get to events, I'm like, where is the event? <laughs> and I have to loop around and, you know, having proper signage. 
Mm-hmm. Um, another thing you want to think about is like your vendors. Don't be putting your vendors in the dungeon. You know, mm-hmm. it's not cool because I paid you money to be at your event. So exactly. make sure that the people who are supporting your event are in the proper location and can get traffic. Yeah. So from a branding perspective, you definitely want to make sure that it's consistent, but the best way to do that is to look for it is to create a event branding style guide. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, you can literally go to Google and type in event branding style guide. And a lot of these huge conferences that we see, they actually have one. You will Mm -hmm. notice that like with Essence Festival, all of their graphics look the same. All of the graphics look the same at the event. Mm -hmm. All the social media graphics look the same. Um, If they're streaming the event, those graphics look like the event graphics. So Mm -hmm. the the way that they are making that consistent is to have an event branding style guide. Okay. Okay. That's great. Um, And one of the things, so I noticed that you posted somewhere on social media, it might've been a while ago, and you said that you hadn't done your own event. You had been in business for many years, but you hadn't actually produced your own event, right? And so now that you have, and I have seen some of the images and the pictures from that, and it looks beautiful. I mean, your branding is consistent throughout, whether it be from, if you follow you on Facebook and you step into your event, it's exactly the same. It's vibrant, it's energetic, um, and it's really magnetic, and I love it. Um, I love everything that you do um, with branding at the event so I think it's great but can you talk about why it is that you waited for a while before producing your own event and on the other side of that what have you seen um, the benefits to be of actually producing your own event okay so let me give clarity prior to my event I had produced events for other brands okay not for my current marketing brand so okay. this is like my first big event for my marketing brand. Okay. Most of my other events were like were for my magazine, photography events, stuff like that. So I had event producing experience. Mm-hmm. I just hadn't created one for my marketing brand. Gotcha. So the reason I waited to do one for my marketing brand is because, A, I attend a lot of events. And mm-hmm. I wanted to make sure that I did things right. And I'm one of those people where if I can't do it right, I'm not doing it at all. Yes. I'm not one of those people who think that like, oh, well, It'll be all right because the thing, my thought process was this is the first version of mm-hmm. what people will see. Mm-hmm. I have to set the tone from this event going forward. So mm-hmm. if I announce that I'm doing another event or another retreat, I've already set the expectations. So I knew that the colors had to be on point. I knew that I needed the right vendors. Mm-hmm. I knew that I needed to capture it by having photography and decor. And I was cool with spending all the money that was required and produce this event. And I knew that I was going to leverage the event. And I knew that that, those, that, that event was also going to be a form of content for social media. So mm-hmm. I was thinking of everything. I was thinking about nice. future event. I was thinking about social media content. And I was thinking about setting the stage going forward for future attendees. And then I was also thinking about the experience that I wanted my actual attendees to have. Mm-hmm. And so as a person who has attended previous, previous events, I wanted to make sure that I created what I hadn't seen before Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I wanted to make sure that I paid attention to details that had been left out for me as an attendee because I have attended other retreats and things like that and I didn't get anything and I showed up and I wasn't greeted and the food was nasty and nobody asked me what I wanted to eat (laughs) and I was just like I'm not going to create that experience for my people and Mm -hmm. so I waited so I could have the money to do Mm -hmm. it right the first time. Mm-hmm. Okay, I love that. I love that. And I think that a lot of times when we're producing an event, we don't think about how that works in tandem with yep. social media, right? And how that's amplified on social media. So can you talk about how your strategy with 
using the live event um, to work in tandem with social media? How do you create content for social media afterwards with the, with the live event? So you can do recaps. Mm -hmm. You can um, obviously have people talk about their experience. You can use quotes from what, what speakers said. You actually could probably make another three to six months of content from your event mm -hmm. just by capturing quotes, taking mm -hmm. snippets of the speakers, especially if you have an event coming that next year, you right. can use that to actually pre-sale tickets for the following year. Mm -hmm. um, what else did I do? I showed pictures of the details mm -hmm. so, and because it made people say, when is the next event? Yes. Fire. Like, right. Yeah. People excited. And it also set the tone for how you get down. You're like, Hey, you come over here. This is what we do. It. It's on cloned over here. Exactly. <laughs> I love it. So, yeah. so can you talk about that and talk about the uncloned mindset? You know, yes. um, what, what is, what is the uncloned mindset and that leads you to be able to market in an uncloned mm. way? Well, before I even got uncloned, mm -hmm. I had to get to a place where I trust myself. Um, I feel like yes. as entrepreneurs, we don't trust ourselves or our ideas. And we, we tend to lean on our industry, mm -hmm. our peers, and our families to help us make creative decisions. Mm -hmm. So you may have an amazing idea and you might run it by your husband and your husband might be like, oh, that's trash. I don't mm -hmm. like it. Mm -hmm. And you won't even do it. But mm -hmm. that could be the thing that makes you the next billionaire, yes. but because you are listening and getting so much input from so many people, mm -hmm. we tend to not trust ourselves. We tend to overthink and mm -hmm. we tend to not take action. So when I became uncloned, I decided to trust myself. I decided to be the first to do it first. That mm -hmm. simply means that you may not find a Google version of what you're trying to do. You might can't go to Google and search what you plan on doing. Right. You may be inventing it for the first time, right? Mm -hmm. And the next thing, you know, as, as far as having an unclumped mindset is to challenge the norms. Mm -hmm. If everybody is going left, go right. Right. I had someone um, that I had a meeting with. She was like, oh, you're bright, you're bold, you're in people's face. Absolutely. That's the vibe. You have to be. Right. Mm -hmm. And even when I go, I'm going to be honest with you, even when I go into like events and stuff, mm -hmm. or like I'll be rocking my, my apparel, like my bright jacket and get on these muted colors. And they're like, who is this chick? Like, why, you, you stand out. Me, <laughs> right. And it takes, it takes a person to trust themselves, to mm -hmm. be confident in who they are, to be able to do those things. I'm not saying go get the brightest colors in the spectrum and you're going to be on clone. What right. I'm saying is trust yourself, believe the ideas that you have, go forth, even if you don't see any previous version of that. Right, right. I think that's good. And, and um, I love what you said about, you know, trusting yourself and being bold, because I really do feel like as an entrepreneur, there is a lot of times where you second guess yourself and you wonder if what you're doing is right. You wonder if you're ever going to get to that next level. Right. Um, you've been at a place for so long, you're surviving. Right. And you're mm -hmm. like, how can I scale? How can I grow? How can I really get to that next place? But what you're saying is you have to trust yourself and also think about innovative ways that you can approach the industry that right. you're in and maybe mm -hmm. even look in different industries for what they're doing how can you can incorporate that as well uh, and so one of our listeners they posed a question and they were asking how is it that you know for example if you do an event and you're, you're trying to be creative right you mm -hmm. have creative elements that people are so used to and they keep coming back for that year after year but how do you keep innovating and keep being creative you know how do you keep fresh ideas coming year after year so that people can come come back mm -hmm. and expect 
to be wowed or awed and have uh, just as a memorable experience as they had the first time they came out. Well, the first thing is you have to be constantly educating yourself and mm -hmm. being in new environments and new experiences. A lot of the times if, you, if you're lacking innovation or creativity, it's because mm -hmm. you're not doing anything new. So if you want to keep that going and keep yourself refreshed, you have to be putting yourself in creative environments. That means mm -hmm. going to, you know, if you're so used to going to $1,000 events, go to a $2,000 event, mm -hmm. see how they get down, mm -hmm. and, you know, and then, you know, what the $5,000 event look like, what the $10,000 event look like, like Woo! you have to- That's a money it. mindset shift right there. Exactly, just <laughs> shift out the shift, right? But you have to get to a point where you, Tr again it goes back to trust you got to be able to trust yourself you got to be able to trust your ideas yeah. and you got to also be able to bring in the tech there are a lot of people who are just you know still doing paper and signups when i get to your event mm -hmm. that's so 1990 mm -hmm. you got to get with the times and so that also means you need to keep yourself abreast to technology at events and all mm -hmm. of the things you can do from a technology perspective Mm -hmm. Okay, awesome. Well, thank you so much, Audrey Richmond, for this interview. It was wonderful. Please let us know what's one last gem that you want to drop. It could be about events, personal development, anything. Let us know one last gem that you want to leave with us. I would definitely say trust yourself. Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of ideas are at that level, right? Mm -hmm. When you begin to trust yourself, people going to be like, well, you normally used to call me and ask me for my opinion. Now you just do it. Mm -hmm. Bingo. I want, mm -hmm. I, I definitely want entrepreneurs to get to a place where they trust themselves because that's where we're going to see innovation. Awesome. Well, you know, um, every time I say it, it's going to be the last thing, but I hear something else and then <laughs> I, I, I want to delve a little bit deeper into that. How do you get to a place where you can trust yourself, where you truly trust yourself? What is, what is it that you do that um, allowed you to be in that space? I come up with an idea and I don't run it by anybody and I just take action. Because I used it. to be that person that come up with an idea and mm -hmm. I would call, hey, mama, what'd you think? Hey, husband, what'd you think? Hey, sister, what'd you think? And I done got talked out of the event or talked out of the idea. Now I'm back to square one. Like, hmm. Now you start <laughs> a new idea. Right. And you in this repetitive cycle over and over and over. And I just right. got to a point I was like, no, I'm got an idea. I think it's going to be awesome. And then I'll do it. And it was awesome. So you awesome. just got to yeah, so trust yourself and take action. <laughs> That's what I heard. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Thank you so much, Audrey, for being here. Please let people know how they can stay connected with you on social media or anywhere else. I am Audrey Richmond across all platforms. So you can find me at my website, which is Audrey Richmond, and all social media platforms as Audrey Richmond. Awesome. Thank you, everyone, for joining us on another episode of Event Gems. We'll see you soon. Bye.